0: Products of
1: your imagination.
2: You
0: burst through the door. You find a small room
2: filled with golden jewels
0: and a red dragon. Products of your imagination and a red dragon and a
2: red dragon. Start a Save or die.
0: Raise their. Raise them up, zombies all around me. I'll be
2: hacking them all over. I'll be hacking them all all over. There's zombies all around me. I'll be hacking them all over.
1: Welcome to the Save or Die Podcast, a podcast about classical Dungeons and Dragons. If it's in a box, we'll talk about it.
2: Adventure number 40 of the Save or Die podcast. We are back, back from a nice long break. Uh, We each had our things to do. DM Vince here, along with DM Glenn. Ah! Hi. Who just made a weird noise thinking... I don't know. DM Mike. (laughs) Oi. Yep. And DM Liz. Hello. And we are here, and we're back. We have a great show for you this week, and this is issue number 40. Uh, Probably by this point... You've been on the air for one year now.
3: Yeah. Oh, the big four zero.
2: Yeah, we're forty years old. So what it are you going to do? Feels
3: that way sometimes,
2: but. So, uh, gaming. Glenn, what have you been doing in gaming?
0: Oh man, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of ground to cover, don't I? Yeah. Um, I've been away for a while. I've been to California, which I didn't really get to do much gaming, but I made the I made the family happy. I uh, got to visit the Warhouse in Long Beach, which is my old game store, which is still there after 36 years. Cool, it's a wonderful classic game store. I, po- I post some pictures up on the on the OSR Gaming site there, and uh, hope they go another 36 years. Great place. Picked up a copy of a, a very like really beat up copy of Moldvay there. And uh, been looking through that, and something called mm. a portal to adventure from aids, which is uh, kind of an omnibus thing, you know, places, people, magic items, kind of handy. It's very nice. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, somebody mentioned on one of the boards <coughs> when I got Moldvay because I was looking for a cook too, and he didn't have it. They said some people are taking it and getting people hooked on Moldvay, and then going into Labyrinth Lord.
2: Yeah, that was Labyrinth. on OSR Gaming, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, fourth after fourth level, instead of going into Cook, they go into Labyrinth Lord, which I thought was kind of neat. <laughs> um, and you'd probably keep it going if you had the BX Companion, too.
2: Yeah, it's a, not, a, not a bad idea. I mean, the Labyrinth, there's nothing wrong with Labyrinth Lord, so...
0: Yeah, <laughs> and we got a tiny bit of gaming in. The the kids got to play Marvel Super Heroes the first time.
2: Oh, good. How'd it work out?
0: Where they beat... They, don't, they, didn't, they didn't beat the bad guy, they beat Grandpa.
2: <laughs> yeah. We okay. want to play
0: again, we want to beat you again. No, 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 no. you <laughs> do not get the concept. Okay, we'll work <laughs> on. And uh, this week I've been just, uh, I don't know, I've just been giving my DVD collection a little more love. I managed to pick up the old Jim Hutton, Ellery Queen Mysteries um, TV show. Mm. And uh, once again, how can I work this into a game?
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: So that's me.
2: Alright, and uh, Mike and Liz?
1: I'll
3: let Liz go first. Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
1: We haven't been doing a lot of gaming (laughs) over the past couple of weeks. Um, I had to go to Tyler to see my parents. Um, Mike had a... Oh, he had a faculty yeah faculty meeting there, and I had to get my hair cut so because of that, we had to bail on our weekly second edition game and on the thorky seventy seven home seventy seven game that we've been skyping with him with, so we missed both of our usual games for this past week because of the trip to Tyler, so yeah, not a lot of gaming going on in our lives, but we're don't, hoping to make don't, that
0: don't up don't say too loud you cut your hair Thorky you might go
1: <gasps> hey um, you can see from my profile picture my hair's pretty short as it is
0: yes it is now yes, it's a buzz it's cut it. by the way <laughs> yeah. how is that how's that Home 77 game gone?
1: it's a fun game you should it's, join up <laughs>
0: well if it wasn't on Mondays I would Mondays is when we record Thaco's Hammer
1: Ah, At least that's
0: the theory anyway
2: yeah people okay. don't get sick and not show up yeah. and yeah
1: mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah it's a it's a lot of fun, and we've been we've been having a really good time. thorky has been using your your one hundred one names list to I noticed great that. effect
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad all the players are enjoying that' <laughs> <laughs> it's the cheesiest smile I can muster yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: it's very interesting. <laughs>
0: It's a little glimpse into my brain, yes. How about you, Mike? What you been doing? Well, Liz pretty
3: much covered it, Uh, About the only other thing I can add is I've been writing an article for a um, British War Games magazine called Battle Games magazine um, about the perils of miniature war gaming while visually impaired. Um, that's been mostly it I mean I've been first grading research papers Then finals Then immediately starting to rebuild Class websites oh. for the fall Because we changed textbooks And Did the you publisher didn't get it to us in time So,
2: Nice No more cheese acts? <laughs> not yet
3: <laughs> We'll see my, just I, I, by listening, I have faith in the students.
2: Just by listening to you, I just see our future is really doomed with the upcoming graduate class. <laughs>
3: <sighs> yeah. Although I did hear that, in Texas anyway, they're considering taking a page from Oklahoma, and rather than requiring six hours of English, just requiring three hours of English, and instead of English two, allowing a communications course. Because that's what pro- the problem is with college freshmen. They know too much English.
1: Ah, is that what it is?
0: Yeah. It's changed since my day. Yeah, it's changed
3: since
1: su- my day. I suppose you could talk some about the all things zombie stuff you're doing. That's yes. kind of gaming. You
2: have a, I saw you had a blog, too, now.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I put up a blog following everybody else's battle reports. And uh, one of the things I like about two-hour war games that I'm considering importing is that it's got tables and stuff, yet your your quote-unquote team isn't just mindless people you can move around. They roll more like NPCs in in a D&D game. Except you have tables, obviously, since you don't have a dungeon master to decide what they do and what they don't do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't really done much with it over the past week or two for obvious reasons, but I've been thinking about ways to try to import it into a basic expert game. Which was supposed to be this Thursday, but the, the player that got drunk the last time... He got a concussion.
1: Hmm.
3: <laughs> what? He fell in the shower the night before and had a concussion. So he's in the hospital? No, right? no, he's at home. Oh. Um And he still can't doc-
0: play? What's wrong with him? It's
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a doctor, so I, I think he thinks he can treat himself just, and you
0: know, just he, give him the low end fighter, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well
0: <laughs> So it
3: just I kill him. <laughs> Now, the last time he did that, it resulted in a total party kill.
0: So. Yikes, or... Right. Yeah. What about you, Vince, man?
2: Uh, nothing really gaming, except for the gaming that I did at Gen Con, which was loads of fun. Yeah,
0: how oh, yeah. did Gen Con go?
2: Excellent. Uh, met a lot of people from D20 Radio, met a lot of people that recognized me by voice, which was kind of weird, and cool at the same time. Uh, but I picked up some really cool stuff. I'm still still cataloging all the stuff. It's just that much stuff I picked up.
0: Wow, and a lot of a lot of people telling me to have a little cleaner mouth on the show. So
2: no one said that to me.
0: <laughs> True, but I should anyway. So. Yes,
2: yes, you should. Creepy yes. older guy in the back.
0: Oh, thank you. You know, you can lose the creepy part. You know, I wouldn't mind.
1: <laughs>
2: older guy in the back. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry, older gentleman in the back.
3: Oh. Nah, I prefer creepy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Creepy gentleman we'd him, in the back.
3: Yeah, we call him COG for, sure. you know, an acronym. Well, that's better than what
0: Crispy calls me, okay?
2: Well, all Glenn needs to do now is get a big white van with, with ugly curtains on it, and then we can call him the creepy <laughs> yeah. old guy with the van.
0: Yeah. <laughs> creepy old guy with the
2: windowless van. Yeah. Get
0: it painted like a possum. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Hanging out at parks all the time. No, anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God. Hey, little girl.
2: I've been uh, (laughs) prepping for bringing back uh, the Thursday Night Gaming Group, which we have a whole bunch of people ready to play. Yes. Well, Well, uh, I think we're going to start off with maybe, I was thinking an oldie but a goodie with a little sci-fi called Star Frontiers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got the PDFs on the hard drive. Never mind.
2: Well, they're free. You can download them at Star... You can actually go to StarFrontiers.com.
0: Yeah, it's like Marvel. You can just... You
2: yeah, know. there's a remastered edition copy of it that someone actually made. And it looks pretty good, so you can download for free and just go replay the game. Is that,
0: is that the Nighthawks or the... Alphadon.
2: Uh, Alphadon. Well, Nighthawks is there too, but Alphadon is the main one. Yeah. So
0: if you have a
3: hankering to play a Dralisite...
2: It's kind of cool, There's because like, I have the basic and advanced rules, and I was thinking just playing the basic just to get things moving along and play.
3: They got advanced
0: rules for that game?
2: Yeah, it's split up into a basic and advanced.
0: Yeah, like the Marvel box set was. I know, but I never remember seeing any advanced rules. I they were think. all right
2: in the same box. Oh, okay. okay. In fact, the basic rules were 16 pages. Oh, God. <laughs> and then the advanced rules were 100 and something. Mm. Yeah.
3: Okay. But anyway. But, but Starship rules.
2: Yeah. So that's I think the, we might just uh, do the uh, we might just do the basic for a couple of sessions, just get us warmed up, and then jump back into. And then and we're to, off to DD, right? Maybe I don't know. Mm. There's some hankering that people want to play a couple other things, so.
0: Bundy is waiting.
2: Uh. That's great. I got to figure out how to bring him into the game. That and, should be easy. So yeah, that's Are you that. to
0: start him
3: on Volturnus or do your own thing?
2: I don't know. Mm. Still writing.
0: Okay do that.
2: And that's that. Forums yep. are working out great. Thank you everybody that contributes on the forums. We've just made... Uh, we brought Lass back into the forums and should we put her back on moderator status.
1: Yay. Yeah.
0: I like Lass. Um, I'm hoping she'll broaden her interest to include Basic and 2E sometime. She seems to be an RFI groupie
2: what she listens to, that's okay.
0: No, that's fine, but I you know, I, I like her, that's what I'm saying. I would like to hear her views on the other editions too. That's all.
2: Right. Oh, and just because I, it annoys everyone, the edition that shall not be named. There. Okay, I said it. The um,
3: abomination that shall not be named.
2: Yeah, the abomination that shall be named. Let's just let's go let's go there. <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, I see four E on my show. Anyway,
2: um OSRgaming.org is the forums, and go there, enjoy chatting up with our great folk.
0: Yay! Uh, email. Nice. Email. Email. You
2: email. want email?
0: Oh, you want emails, huh? Yes, I do. Okay, we have a few hundred. I mean, we have a few. First one's from DM Kojo Hi. Hi. Hi all. I'm slowly catching up with the sodcast as I have caught up on RFI and Thaco's hammer. Now, while listening to Adventure Eight, Mike mentioned a sheet he developed for tracking a PC's backstory. I, I posted it. Okay. I have been it. looking for a sheet to keep that in mind while I read the rest of the email. I have been looking for a sheet to track characters' backstory and heard on the adventure that Mike had when you were to post the website. I've been looking for it and can't find it. Can you please point me in the right direction? Thanks, DM Kojo. It's in the library, isn't it?
2: Yeah, because I think Liz read that one last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say,
3: this sounds familiar. Or is this the one that cut off? Yeah. And we asked him to resend? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's That's it. That's
0: probably, yeah, I think that is. Anyway, thank you, DM Kojo. Look in the library section under something.
2: Oh, it's our gaming forums.
0: yeah. Yeah, an osrgaming.org. Next one's from Buck Backup. Read that. You read that? Yeah. Okay. I think I see why we had so many emails. Well, you know, I kind of... I, I listened to the last show and tried to go through the ones that Liz read, and apparently I missed a few. Um, the next one is from... Let's see. Uh, you're probably going to go read it. Um Oi yo Uh hang on guys. I'm doing this on paper, so this oh! was from Brady Webb. Paper? Yeah, <laughs> I printed them. Yeah, I printed them out.
2: Uh that one we haven't uh, read that one.
0: Okay, Brady Webb, hi guys. Hi <coughs> This is <laughs> This is DM Brady, all the way from Merry Old England. Hoorah. Oh. I love listening to the show and all the WGP podcasts, especially Thaco's Hammer. Thank you. Yeah. Being more of a fan of 2E, don't worry, Glenn. I'll be writing to you guys soon. I can hardly wait.
3: Aha, uh-huh, he wrote us first. Eh. He I wrote hope
1: us th- first, but he mentioned Thaco's Hammer first. Shh. <laughs> <First. laughs> <laughs>
0: I hope all those of you who are going or are at Gen Con have a great time. I wish I could be there, as I've never been. Ho-hum.
1: Neither can I.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we haven't either. You know, doesn't England have a really good convention like Gen Con there?
3: They used to have a Gen Con UK. I don't think they do anymore, though.
0: Hmm. That probably went the way of, like, Gen Con West Coast.
3: Yeah, I think after Atkinson bought it out or something, they went away...
0: Anyway, the point of this missive is regarding your discussions on the latest show, specifically about black powder and halflings. Things that go well together. <laughs> Firstly, on the whole <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Firstly, on the whole, I agree with you about not using gunpowder in D D, which every edition you're run whatever edition you're running is I feel doesn't quite fit the mood of the game. However, were I to include gunpowder weapons, I think a lot can be learned from another of my favorite games. Haha, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, both 1st and 2nd edition. A point about these volatile weapons that was, I feel, overlooked during your debate was the nature of misfires. All of you seemed to like the idea of the weapon blowing up in the user's hands as much as the weapon actually working. However, as much as black powder weapons were dangerous, early muskets, etc., were more than likely to be unreliable, i.e., the weapon would just not fire. This is due to the poor quality of the gunpowder or the weapon not being loaded properly. This is something that WFRP has always handled very well. That said, my simple suggestion to stimulate this is that the weapon misfires on a roll of 1-2 to two to hit, a bit like a more dangerous fumble roll. If you roll a 1, the weapon explodes, inflicting full damage on the wielder and destroying the weapon. If he rolls a two, however, the weapon simply fizzles and fails to fire, requiring a weapon to be cleaned and reloaded, taking two to three rounds to do so. Good point. Reasonable. Yeah. Yes. I'd
3: probably make that a a two or three, a two and three, rather than just a two, though. But
0: Re- yeah, yeah, that sounds a little more, a little more reasonable. <clears throat> also, in defense of Mask of the Red Death, which I feel is greatly a greatly underrated setting, it is. I would not describe it as a gothic shadow run, but more like a gothic horror RPG, as there are no elves, dwarves, or orcs, etc. Not that the DM couldn't bring them in if they wanted, but it is not recommended. Hmm. There is magic, but very muted, with spells having no real audible or visual effect, and without any magic missiles or fireballs. Plus... If a character does attempt to wield the black arts, it is very difficult and time-consuming, and very, very dangerous. In fact, it requires an entirely different mindset to play a successful Adeptor mystic, being more Rosemary's Baby than Gandalf. Sounds Last like a
3: D and D equivalent of uh, Call of Cthulhu, then.
0: A uh, more generic version, I'd say. I think of it more as like uh, a D and D version of uh, an Edgar Allan Poe story, or something like that. Or an old I, I think of it as like D&D meets Hammer Horror.
3: Is it just me, or is Glenn roboting out big time? Yeah, it's
2: just you. Just
0: you. Okay. Oh, okay. Leslie, ni- lastly, nice ideas on changes to the hobbit, sorry, halfling. But may I point out that the river halfling is still enroaching on Tolkien territory, as if you recall, Smegle was originally one of the river folk and not unlike a hobbit. Anyway, keep up the great work, Brady Webb.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank Thank you. you. I finally got something of my opinion on Black Powder. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, He disagreed with it. I'm still a little ticked on that. Didn't you do
2: Black Powder on Thaco's Hammer yet?
0: What? No, we haven't discussed Black Powder over there.
2: Well, there's your chance. There's a topic.
0: Okay, I felt like I was going to be like the the Eleanor Clift of the show when that came up. Um, Let's see, what else? We got... One from David Brawley. Hi, guys. Recently I started listening to your podcast, but I've been really enjoying it, and I just listened to your mapping episode and have a couple of comments. You mentioned Dwarven Forge terrain, which is, has some fantastic stuff, but have you heard of Hearst Arts? Not only is extremely flexible, the forum is extremely friendly and helpful, definitely worth checking out if you're interested in 3D terrain. I have not not heard from them. No, I have not. Geomorphs have seen a big resurgence in the OSR blogging community. There is a website called Dave's Mapper, yes, I know that one, been on there several times, that has collected the various geomorphs that the community has created and randomly puts together maps of just about any size you might need. Dyson Logos, yay, started it all. He got an amazing collection of maps on his blog, even beyond the geomorphs. There's also a recent trend to do vertical geomorphs which has spurred some really creative cartography. Keep up the good work David Brawley. Yes uh, Dice and Logos' website is a character for every game and he's also one of the chief artists on the dungeon morph dice that's going to be coming out. Cool. Roll up a dungeon with a set of those.
3: Huh. I've seen some NPC dice that work kind of like that. Yeah. That, you, that you know, that one time die time. is the is the alignment, another die is movement or reaction, and another oh, die this, is. This
0: the, one, because. this one is more like they put the they put the geomorphs on the dice with rooms and corridors and stuff, and you yeah. just like throw a handful of dice. Oh, there's a dungeon. I'll just line these up here. Yeah. Okay. We'll work with that.
2: Yeah, Ooh, I saw that at Gen Con. It looked really cool.
0: Oh, did they oh, have they, it at Gen Con? Yeah. I don't know if they released it yet. I remember them uh, doing the Kickstarter on it. That may be previews.
2: It might have been a preview like a like a, proto- yeah, a prototype I a mean,
0: You know, I c I couldn't get it on the ground floor, but I'll buy a set. They,
2: were, they weren't selling anything. it, but they were they were just showing it.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. And last but not least, we got one more from DM Koja. Hello sodcasters. I want to write to express to you how much I am enjoying your podcast. Although I am playing a blend of first and second edition AD&D, my first experiences with the game came from when I purchased the Metzer Red Box set when I was twelve years old. Your podcast gives me lots of ideas for my games and is very applicable to the other old school editions. Beyond that, your conversations are so much fun and reminiscent of those I had with my old gaming crew from twenty five years ago, except yours are more mature. <laughs> <laughs> are they? Yeah. That you all feel like old friends, even though we have never met. Keep up the good work, DM Kojo. Well, thanks, DM Kojo. Thank you, I, Kojo. We're always, you know, come by anytime. You know, we'll always be here to be your friend. Or and something. an
3: interesting comment he made about
0: applicability to other versions of D&D. Funny how that works out, isn't it? Anyway, that's yeah. the...
1: That's what we'll be covering today. (laughs) Yes,
0: sort of, kind of. Anyway, that's the emails, Vince.
2: Yay! And if you want to...
0: (laughs) Write us at saver.podcasts at gmail.com
2: Or send us in an mp3 of your thoughts. Want to do a little segment or something, a little funny quote or something. Send it in. Yeah,
0: you can do that, too.
2: Send it in, we'll play it. Or or if you're Julie, a whole segment. Yeah, if you're Julie, you'll do nine minutes plus. Uh, Anyway...
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and you can also find us on Facebook.
0: That's right, Facebook. You know, Gaming.org, D20 Radio, Dragonsfoot, uh, no. uh, Purple. Uh, wait a Purpleworm.org. Anyway, you, find
2: us <laughs> <laughs> you won't find us on, on Purpleworm.org. Dot <laughs> <laughs> org. No. And you won't find us <laughs> at Dragonsfoot at all either. So,
0: well, some of us anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're practically everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're we just we're omniscient. Uh, that's an new word. You can't get away.
2: <laughs> okay, so let's head into uh, some game on this week. Oh, uh, yeah. So, game on. We're going to be talking about, which I think Glenn and Liz hinted about mostly, converting advanced Dungeons & Dragons, first or second, back into uh, classic D&D.
0: And vice versa.
2: Yeah, well, vice versa. more the first. Yeah, more the first than anything else, because, you know, we're playing You can classic. talk
3: about going to 2E on Thaco's Hammer.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Okay. whatever. <laughs> Poor Glenn. <laughs> because, as we know... The two and and any basic or original version are completely different games <laughs> and require a lot of conversion, don't they?
0: Yes. Crickets, crickets, crickets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for Gary Gygax. I think he's a, he was a great guy. Uh-huh. I was privileged enough to know him before he passed away. And I can understand... From a legal perspective, why he went off like that on in Dragon magazine. But come on. We all know there's really not a lot of news.
2: No. If
0: nope. you can, I, you know, go ahead, Vince.
2: No, I was gonna say he just he had to do what he had to do because yeah, like Mike said, legal issues and Yeah. I actually found that paperwork with the lawsuit between him and Arneson. Really? It was an interesting read of what they were suing each other over. Yeah.
3: Well, it was pretty much Arneson suing TSR, right?
2: Yeah. Well, they countersued back too. So.
3: Ah, okay. Uh,
2: okay. It was about a hundred something pages too. I was like, oh my gosh. I have yeah, to. I have to forward I it to you, Mike. It was, an, it was an interesting read just to see what they were arguing over. Mm-hmm. It was a, mostly a monetary thing.
0: Yeah, the lawyers were having fun.
2: Yeah. So As how hard? Yeah. How hard is it to uh, do it? Can you just take any module and do it? I would think so. Well, a yeah.
0: couple of bungee cords and a band Anyway, um, yeah, I think you hey, hey, hey. <laughs> see. The first clue I got is how the games were cross-compatibles when I first cracked open the RC and found Thaco in there. I'm going, wait a minute. I thought this was a 2E thing, and then I started looking around. And I'm going, boy, you know, I could just take this into any edition. This stuff. To say
2: <laughs> so Th- it's not Th- all that well, yeah it was tax Th- 0 first yeah.
0: yeah but and i mean the concept was there and it's like wow i mean there are it's it was like one mass brain just thinking in different levels <laughs> am i making sense no i'm not
2: so the first major difference between basic and say first cuz we'll just we'll start we'll just keep it easy on that level is okay. the, is the armor class yes yes it's only one off pretty much Basic and classic is always going to be a 9 for no armor, as opposed to a 10. Now, Mike, didn't you say there was a reason why they did that in the past?
3: Um, The idea of armor class was, I'm given to understand, I've never actually read the rules themselves, but came from a naval war game that TSR put out called Don't Give Up the Ship. And originally the range was supposed to be 9 to 1, but later then they started introducing 0 and the negatives, and then finally 10. And they are one-off, but only from 8, 9, and 10. Uh-huh. Basically, leather in Basic Expert Plus is armor class 7, whereas in AD&D, that's studded leather. Hmm. Leather is 8, and then padded is 9, and I believe 10 is... is
2: Nothing. Cloth, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And of course, just shield by itself could also be nine.
3: Oh, that's true. Shield. Yeah. Forgot about that. Gives you something. So Which a- is very interesting because hmm. if you look at the first edition monster manual, nobody has an armor class lower than nine. True. Yeah. It's true. But that was the intermediate when they were still trying to decide what will go into advanced, I think.
2: Yeah, that's true because the book was made up before Advanced came out. so...
3: yeah. Matter of fact, we've got a copy of the Monster Manual that has the first printing of it, where it has Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and then a little thing underneath it, "patent pending" huh. or uh, "trademark pending."
2: It has the Cthulhuism in it too, right?
3: Uh, that the first deities and demigods, yeah.
2: Yes, first printing. It,
3: yeah. Cthulhu and the Melnabonian mythos. Mythos. Ah, right, okay. And a matter of That's fact, good. a perfect another perfect example of that intermediate period is homes. That's right.
1: Indeed. <laughs> cool. And That's I good. would say as far as converting back and forth, if you're converting either to homes or converting from homes would be the easiest of all of them because it already has so much in common with what would become advanced dungeons and dragons. And it was pretty it was meant to you know segue into advanced once you got you know past third level in it, so not a whole lot to do one way or the other. You've got a few extra um, alignments that you could incorporate into your game and you know variable weapon damage and the the armor class thing but there's not a whole lot of things to do <laughs> converting from one to the other. It's very easy.
2: No, yeah. I just basically, when I, when I do it, I don't really use modules, but if I was going to grab a module from Classic and, say, play it in first for just a quick adventure, I would do the following. I'd go down and reduce the treasure because we all know they give out tons of treasure in Classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I would definitely check out the same exact monsters in first edition to see the differences, which usually is a matter of hit dice and armor class. And the magic items. I would look at them based first, the bases advanced and see the difference on the two the items and make my corrections there. Yeah. Everything else first, is pretty much the same. Yeah. Well,
3: converting specifically characters, um, uh, you know, PCs. Um, one of the big things to look for is attribute attribute uh, modifications tend to be a bit higher in the advanced versions than they are in certainly in original and Holmes but even in the Mincer Moldvay area you've got the kind of stock plus one plus two plus three which I like by the way it's at least yeah. easier to remember
2: well what's the, if we had say we had like a half line? Mike was playing a halfling in the classic game and decided, ah, uh, I want to play advanced now, and we all went, okay, and we grabbed the books. Mike's character's obviously going to change, because halfling is not a class in first edition.
3: Yeah. You would, would have, probably, have to... Yeah.
2: Hmm? Mike would probably be playing a halfling thief.
3: Yeah. That would be the closest. But going backwards from advanced into basic... Is easy. When well, advanced. easy if it's a halfling thief. Yeah. What if yeah, you have a halfling cleric?
1: Or a halfling magic user.
3: Well, I don't think AD&D allows... Do they?
2: Halfling, halfling magic users? Um, No, I don't think so. I think that's... No, I don't think so.
3: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the idea halfling cleric... Are, um, how would you do that? I mean, get Elf would probably be the easiest if they were a fighter magic user.
2: I don't know. I think I w- if it was a halfling cleric in 1st edition... That somehow was able to be be played. I would make him a halfling in first with some minor spell abilities. I would think so. Maybe they devouted something. Yeah. You'd have to do a custom class-based thing for it. Or tell the character too bad you just got stripped of all your magical stuff.
3: I suppose you could make the halfling a cleric in basic or whatever and just have them use the cler- the normal cleric human table um, maybe modify the hit dice a little bit but other than that just pretty much allow Ooh. them to advance
2: I got it let him play the cleric but he's a really small human
3: that works
2: yeah he's
3: a but would he get the uh, racial bonuses
2: no it what just about a
3: dwarf be- cleric
2: well, that would that'd be fine, wouldn't it?
3: Well, yeah, but I mean, would you allow them their racial bonuses? Like the you know the sliding panels thing, you know the grades of stone, oh. etc. Et yeah,
2: yeah, I would give them that. Okay. Does the halfling one be easy enough to yeah? Just make him a cleric, then he would just become a small human. Okay. So ha!
0: I, so ha! <laughs> See, as far as converting like classes and race and races, class that is kind of a, I think is kind of a, a stumbling block between them. But at the same time, I'm just of the mind of, okay, you're being, playing basic, you're not going to have the choices you have in advance. So, either
2: you know, make up a new character or abide by the rules.
3: Much. I would think you would also have to do the same converting a one of the subclasses. Oh, you mean like a, say, an assassin? Classic or, D&D. Yeah, or Paladin.
0: Or Ranger. Ranger.
3: You would have yeah. to retrofit. At least in, you know, Holmes Plus. Original still had most of those anyway. Um, but, yeah, you, you would have to basically, nah, you're a fighter.
0: Well, I hate to bring skills, up, skills into this.
1: No, you don't.
0: Uh, that's one that's one of the ways to do it.
2: This was just if, is skills if, and basic. if
0: you're using that basic skill system that they came up with.
2: What skill just, system? I think he's talking there.
0: masters.
3: Oh
2: Master. masters? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, if again. you're
0: doing the basic skill system, that's one way to try and jury rig uh, these classes because if you want to make a ranger, you pick a fighter and give him, you know, a couple skills in like wood lore or whatever it is. And just say, okay, now you can call yourself a ranger. Yeah. Plausible. Yeah, easy, easy, uh, easy fix. Hmm.
1: But anyway, or that's... I suppose
3: the easiest fix of all is to just let them run the ranger with the AD&D rules for a ranger, but just run it in the basic setting. I mean, would that be especially? Would that violate any of the core rules?
1: Necessarily? I don't,
0: think so. I, don't I don't think so.
3: I yeah. think
1: it could particularly work with the Holmes rules. Yeah, um, yeah. well, I mean since there's so much similar anyway. And one of the things that he mentions throughout the book is, you know, if there's something here that you and your par- and your group doesn't like, change it. So That's true. You know, the whole idea of changing the rules is just woven throughout the Holmes rule book. You know, wanna I do something different, change it. <laughs> I, I
0: also don't have a problem like saying running a ranger in Holmes or the other ones and just doing a few adjustments like, Okay, you're a ranger but you have the the level progression of a fighter. The hit die like would also be the an hit issue. Dyes. Yeah,
3: because everything, most everything, upgraded one to advanced.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's like you're not going to advance as fast as you you're used to, and you know this, that, and the other thing. But you're you, this is a ranger for this game.
3: Yeah, mm.
0: except the yeah. poor magic user who got stuck at D4. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you know, at Holmes, that's an upgrade for him.
1: And and that is something that. You know talking about bringing a cleric from advanced to the basic um, you know in Holmes basic first level cleric doesn't cast any spells so That's true you have to be second level before you can cast a first level spell so yeah. you'd be you'd be kind of downgrading your abilities going from to advanced true, to basic
0: a, Very to, true You're God you're devout enough to handle spells mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good idea actually yeah. I like that.
3: On the other hand, to compensate for that, a lot of the cleric and magic user spells in classic D anD D don't have those nasty side effects. That's true. That are in a lot of the AD anD D stuff. So, yeah. from a player perspective,
0: it's a trade off. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that.
3: So yeah, so. I mean, I think converting, you know, most uh, characters. Mm-hmm to, from AD&D to classic, or if you must, from classic to AD&D,
1: um,
3: <laughs> really doesn't involve that much work. No, it doesn't.
0: In fact, in the 10, back 15
3: of, minutes, and you probably got it done.
0: Yeah. And, uh, there is, you know, and as far as, like, we were looking for modules that sort of give you a gateway from one to the other, and there really isn't, I found out. I was talking to Brian, and I was looking around in the web. There is a module that says, okay, you're basic. This is how you do it in AD&D, and they walk you through it. Because most of that, all that is done in the books, pretty much. You'll find charts in first edition to convert things. And in the RC, in the back, they got from uh, basic I... to second edition and back, which could also be used for first edition.
3: Where where's standard. that in first edition? I've never seen those tables. Oh, wait. Table. I'm
0: thinking. Of, I'm thinking of the uh, Gamma World Boot Hill. Table. Ah, okay. Yeah, the Gamma World Boot Hill. Yeah, Metamor- yeah, oh, yeah that's okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, anything I've seen like that, they handle in the rules. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's some kind of appendix or something.
2: Well, I think um, there might have been a Dragon magazine if I remember correctly, and about converting things back and forth.
0: That's possible, too. Huh. That's possible, hunt, too. See if I
3: can
2: hunt that up. I remember reading, I think it was in one of the best ofs. Okay. In fact, that's what I'm looking for right now as we speak, to see if I can figure that out.
0: Yeah, I'm looking through the RC about the, the game conversions here. Of course, recar- another aspect of the hit-die issue
3: mm-hmm. in Holmes is yeah. if you're going with the flat D6... Uh-huh. That can be an improvement for a magic user.
0: That's right. That's what I said. I mean, <laughs> he gets an upgrade in Holmes. Um, although his spell list gets kind of cut down a bit.
2: Cool. Do they have
1: less spells for the magic user? Um,
2: yeah, they have less spells, yeah.
3: Okay.
1: I mean, the spell list is smaller, but the number of spells a magic user can cast chain doesn't change. Okay, yeah, um, that's what I meant. Although as, you know, regarding hit points, It is different numbers of hit points for the characters in Holmes. Uh Uh-huh. So it's not 1d6 for everybody.
3: That's true. Okay, I guess I'm thinking Holmes 77.
1: Yeah, which I I must say I do like that. (laughs) But, yeah, um, it's still 1d4 for poor magic users. Although, thieves also are 1d4 Mm -hmm. in Holmes Basic, which...
3: Which is why giant rats can kill Odette at the drop that's, of a hat.
1: That's right! <laughs> or
3: if their name is Liz.
1: Yes. Well, no,
3: Odette was the name of her character that kept getting whacked by ah, and rats Odette. Over Odette. and over again.
1: <laughs> Thank goodness it was cheap to resurrect.
2: <laughs> yes, and also the fact if you're playing classic D&D by the rules and not using optional rules, the weapons would change damage also in first. Yes. So
0: here's something interesting I'm looking at the conversion notes on the RC and it says to convert from d- basic D&D to AD&D you have a halfling it'll go to a halfling fighter and the myst- of course the mystic will go to monk unless it's uh, a, a monk to oriental monk? that's a bit myst- of a stretch <laughs> as per the oriental adventures monk
3: Oh, okay. Now that otherwise
0: makes- a dual class fighter thief Interesting.
3: So, okay, so the RC is talking about going to first edition, not second. That's well, actually, it's talking
0: about second, but second and first are in many ways so close. But was uh-huh, there an Oriental no. Adventures for second edition? No, there wasn't. I think that's no, yeah. why I'm
3: kind of going, hmm.
0: Yeah. No. It wasn't. Anyway, anyway yeah. we get off, we get off, we get slightly off
3: topic.
2: Yeah, I think we, should, we, we can move on to the next second because we're pretty much getting close into what we want to speak to about that anyway, so. DM Fiat going up next Nope, sorry. What? Uh, nope, you're wrong. Look it up. I don't have to look it up. It's common knowledge. No, no, no. no. D-M-P-A. D-M-P-A. So
0: DM zoom zoom.
2: Zoom, zoom. What's DMV about, Glenn?
0: Uh, Using AD&D resources in classic D&D, or OD&D if you're so inclined. Now. Do whatever you want. Next? Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was quick.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was... Okay, so uh, random encounters. (laughs)
0: Okay, I guess guess we're going to start with the basics here. Um, um, How would you go about converting a module from advanced to basic?
3: Well, first let me say, I don't, maybe you or Vince can can change this uh, track record, but I have yet to actually talk to anybody who never, ever ran Keep on the Borderlands in
0: 1st Edition. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. What about you two? I'm really wishing Full-On Gamer is on here right now, because he has a really good track record of what he calls reskinning games, and I'll bet dollars to donuts that he's done it.
3: Yeah, but have you or Vince? No, I have not.
2: Keep on the Borderlands for first edition?
3: Yeah, just running Keep on the Borderlands, but in first edition.
2: I don't run modules, so no.
3: Oh, okay. Well, you don't count that. Yeah. I have not.
0: I've run into <laughs> on the portlands, but
3: that okay, was. Okay, Glenn, you're the first yeah. person I've met that has one time or another never run base uh that or B one in A D and D.
0: You're right. That so. shows you how pitiful my gaming experience is.
3: Oh, you're from California.
0: And also remember I started with first edition A D and D. Oh. So um, this is this is stepping backwards to me.
3: So, if anybody wants to email in, have you or have you not ever used B1 or B2 no. in another edition, an advanced edition of Dungeons and Dragons?
2: I don't see how hard. I don't think it would be that hard to do it. That's what I mean. It, it's
1: yeah, so. B1 easy. and B2 have different if I'm remembering correctly, B1 and B2 don't have the same stats set up as the later B versions, which. Were crafted specifically for Moldvay, Mincer, etc., etc.
3: That's true. Yeah, B one and B two were pretty much aimed at Holmes. So you have that kind of half O D and D slash one E slash Holmes thing going on.
1: Which Yeah, because I know I used both of those modules interchangeably for either advanced play or for Holmes basic. And it seemed pretty easy either way to me. What yeah. about,
3: what, and most people I know who ran games in the 80s, you know, or at least late 70s, early 80s, did it too.
2: Now what about taking me, Little Keep on the Borderlands and running for classic?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I never read through all of Little Keep on the Borderlands. When it got to the half-elven dancing girls, I just kind of <laughs> <laughs> went, okay, this is getting weird. So, yeah.
0: Now, are we talking about converting a module or just doing it on the fly here?
3: More module slash actual resources.
0: Okay, so sitting down and going, okay, how am I going to do this for my group?
3: Yeah, an yeah. article in Dragon Magazine for AD&D that you decide, right. hey, this would be fun to import. For I mean, I've seen a lot or of or
0: conversions out there. A splat you know, book. People, yeah, netbooks, all that kind of stuff. You know, out in the internet, mm. but I never known anybody who run it in advanced. I used to have against the Giants, and somebody actually did a D twenty conversion for it. Um, so I know there's a conversion for B one and D B, versions, B but I don't know anybody who's used them. Mm. To tell you the truth.
3: Well, um, it was kind of like Vince was saying in the game on section. You know, how would you convert? You know, for instance, the money.
0: I well, guess I coming a from AD&D, you'd beef up the money. I'd beef up the money. I'd probably beef up the monsters, especially if you have to deal with anything like a dragon. Um, because... Uh, dragons
3: drag- in AD&D are weaker than in
0: classic? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. I, are we talking about classic to, to advanced? No, we're advanced talking advanced? AD&Ds
3: to cl- to classic.
0: Ah, okay. This okay. is save or die. I, was, I, was, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I thought you were talking about, was because B1 and B2 were classic, I thought you were talking about beefing them up for first.
2: Well,
3: that was, okay, I can see what you're saying. I was more using that as an example of just how interchangeable things are. Does this mean I'm not passing the course?
2: Uh, Glenn, you failed. Please report to the principal's office.
0: Mm. Oh, man, there go my credits. Damn it.
1: Oh.
3: For oh, well.
0: yet another paddling. <laughs>
3: Any.
1: So, anyway. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um, if it's going from basic to advanced, you kind of got to beef up the monsters a bit. A bit. Especially if you're going from something like B1 or B2, which is mainly aimed for at homes.
2: I think Glenn's going the wrong way again.
0: I am. Yeah, going. you're going the wrong way. <laughs>
2: Glenn, you, you just, just failed you me. guys.
0: Talk. You guys talk.
2: Epic fail for Glenn again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
0: have the braid fail here, folks. He blew
3: his save versus advanced. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Discuss amongst yourselves.
3: Now I know why I'm not <laughs> on RFI. <laughs> one okay. thing I've always thought imported really well... What's that? ...are magic items.
2: Yeah, they don't really have much of it. If it's a plus one, it's a plus one, I mean.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But and even special woo. effects, well, generally they work into the same thing, whether it's in classic or advanced.
2: I don't know if you had a chance. I made up a. I wrote on my blog, which people kind of blasted for me because it was sci fi. But. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> How much old school have these guys seen? I mean, back in the 70s, I mean, good lord, everything was a mix. The city, the wilder lands, it was just as likely, you know, going into a dungeon, it would suddenly become a decrepit old sci-fi base, you know, sure. for an alien race. it I can understand if you don't like a lot of that in your game, I don't, but it is certainly old school.
2: Well, what I did was I made up on-the-fly kind of thing on my adventure. There was kind of an alien race that was attacking a town that they landed there, but... I made up a power mm-hmm. gauntlet. It was an alien artifact. I decided, so I wrote it all up on my blog, saying that it's, it kind of looked like the Infinity Gauntlet, pretty much from the comic books Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Mm-hmm. It had five gems on it, and I decided it had twenty charges. The players didn't know about it was alien only recharge. So once it was done, it was done, unless you could find an alien that was nice enough to recharge it for you, because yeah, they're, they're at every they're in every general store usually, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I gave the I gave the players a plus three. To attack from missile attacks because it was considered a missile attack, and the damage varied. And pretty much, you every time you rolled to hit and you hit, you rolled a d6, and depending on what you rolled on the d6, that's how many, how much damage and how many enemies it would hit. But people didn't. I don't, I had a couple comments of people saying, "Oh, it's too sci-fi-ish. If I want to play sci-fi, I'll go play Star Wars." Or,
3: and yeah. that's you know, if that's the campaign they like. That's great, but go it is it. certainly a valid. You know, mode of pl- of D and D play, because
1: uh, as I Temple said, of the frog god,
3: Steve the alien. Yep, you got like half a dozen aliens running down there in power armor. Um, Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, City it is valid, and I particularly like how you um, how you did limited charges.
2: Well, so yeah, it's not you know too powerful.
3: I have Eterna batteries. You know. No, okay. You what don't. about
0: what about suggested experience for? Uh, would you change anything there?
3: Um. At least as far as modules go, I'd just yeah. take the monster and use the yeah. classic tables to determine the XP total award.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Because okay, I know in AD&D you gotta you gotta up the them to get any kind of, like, leveling or anything like that.
2: No. The, the Electrum pieces? <laughs> Good one. Points. Oh, you mean, X, you mean XP. That's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, which is
3: another point, because Classic, unless it's OD... Well, actually, I don't even think it's an OD&D. You don't uh-huh. have Electrum or Platinum.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: what do you do about that in your game?
2: If you're taking engine.
3: from
0: Advanced
3: to Classic, Glenn.
0: Um, change the electrum, and what was the other one? Platinum. Platinum. platinum you know, you <laughs> convert it to gold, gold and silver.
3: Okay, or so just silver
0: and copper. Take it, a, copper if
3: you're... Take it a, a step down.
2: That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Silver, that's, copper. that's what I would do. Silver yeah. and gold.
1: It's like, yeah, you'd be losing money, but that's what I'd do.
2: <laughs> well, platinum doesn't exist, you wouldn't really be losing anything at all. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there you go. Or I suppose if you're really mean... Give them to him as platinum and electrum, and have everybody going. What the heck is this?
0: See, you're going from basic.
1: I thought taking that.
0: See, <laughs> so you're going from advanced to basic, so you give all your electrum to Nick, and then you go over into basic.
2: Okay. Uh, These are the
0: jokes, folks.
2: <laughs> Glenn needs to go back to writer school.
0: <laughs> There's a writer school.
2: What's yes. Look into it. It's a good good school. There you go. Sure.
3: Okay. But so anyway. yeah, magic items, XP, gold That's pretty yeah. much it You know, I yeah. mean And um, then run the hell out of it Most, say, spells you're going to run into From a, say, illusionist Unless they're fairly high level They're going to duplicate a lot of magic user spells So that's easy to convert Druid might be odd
2: well, Wasn't there a druid in Brown Book?
3: Um, yeah Yeah, there was in Eldritch Wizardry um, for, class, for original uh, but what if the subsequent mold a plus you're gonna, I mean they have a druid but it, remember it's one of those it's almost like a pre, dare I say it, prestige class <gasps> yeah. in which you've got to get X level and cleric first
2: well yeah. if you're gonna bring a druid from advanced down to basic I would say make him a cleric but make him a worshipper of the woods
3: so you'd allow him his "quote-unquote" advanced spell list? Yeah, I would work. Wanna, I would work
2: with the player and try to try to work something out if they really wanted to play the same type of character. A and cleric th- of nature. Yeah, and if he was going to be one of those people, like if we don't get my way, I'm not going to play, and that's going to ruin the whole group.
0: Then I'd work you'd with tell him. Tell
3: them to leave.
2: Yeah, but if it's going to ruin the whole group,
3: just like ancient gamer. gamer.
0: Yeah, just like ancient gamer.
2: There we go. Hey, yeah. leave him alone. Okay.
0: <laughs> Hey, that's what he said, you know, I'm... I'm... What, really? Wow.
2: Yeah, okay, well, but...
3: he said that, you know, if any player, you know, basically gave him an ultimatum, he'd, uh-huh. he'd tell him to leave, and, no, yeah, you know, I would too.
0: I would too, yeah.
2: Oh, okay, very he said nice. that, okay, I didn't realize that, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. You don't give people... Ultimatum. Anyway, that's beside the point. I might not have been as brutal about it as he was, but yeah, I would basically say, well, I'm very sorry, you know, maybe you should find a game that you'll enjoy.
0: <laughs> Folks, obviously, we need help, or at least I need help in converting modules back and forth, wherever. Why don't you tell us how you do it? SaverDivePodcast at gmail.com.
2: Or just save yourself some time. and Just don't bother with the modules and make up your own adventures.
0: There you go. There you go. Or you can call our hotline, too. Whatever that is. So. Thorky's going to hunt you down now, Vince.
2: Oh, yeah. Or, <laughs> no, or you could just buy Thorky modules. Yeah, yeah buy, buy
0: Thorkey thork- modules. Buy Thorky modules and convert them.
2: This I episode guess. of Savor has been brought to you by the world of Thorhammer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the letter C.
2: Yes, and the letter C. Ugh.
3: Oh, as a final comment, I will say that my, my uh, 1E game that's now been converted to 0E-ish, slash Labyrinth Lord, I am running them through the Senator's sinister, sinister Secret of Saltmarsh, which I have run no. to classic d d so it is fairly easy to do.
2: Which I tortured Mike with one week.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I led my... I I walked right into
0: it. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, I did. Oh, Vincent? Yes? Shall we move on?
2: Yes, Random Encounters is waiting.
0: We take what we want and leave the
3: rest. Just like your salad bar. Nothing up must leave.
0: Crystal! It will come out
3: no more. What? Huh? What will
2: come out no more?
0: Random Encounters.
2: So, Random Encounters this week. We have... Back at the zoo. Yes, friends from AD... No, I'm just kidding. Fiends from AD&D.
0: <laughs> random Encounters. Friends from AD... Let's see, Chandler won't convert over. Uh, <laughs> I'm
2: sorry.
3: <laughs> ha, ha, ha,
0: ha. ha, ha. So the question on the table here is, what monster have you most used from AD&D to classic D&D?
2: All of them. No. <laughs> All of them, I think. Yeah. I think my uh, Liz. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say my favorite AD&D monster <laughs> is the Crypt Thing. <laughs> I love, love, love the Crypt Thing. And it's that true. would be that would be the one I would say I have most used. Crypt things rock.
2: Can the crypt thing be brought back to classic?
1: Sure, it can. After it, all, you generally don't even really get to fight it because as soon as it, as soon as you piss it off, it just randomly teleports you somewhere.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> it's right. <yeah>.
1: Easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right. Didn't I do a monster feature on that one? Yeah. On, on Roll for Initiative, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he was like, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, what is he saying?
3: <laughs> Which is ancient fill-in-the-blank E's for get out of my house.
1: <laughs> yeah, the crypt thing is like the undead equivalent of the old guy who wants you to get off his lawn. His lawn. <laughs> and <laughs>
3: Only has the ability to make you
1: yes you bother him and he randomly teleports you somewhere
3: <laughs> well, the reason i brought up the fiend folio in the title the fiends as it were because there is an ar- there is a school of thought as i've mentioned before that the monster manual is just as much a classic reference as it is an ad and d one it is so whereas i would think the fiend folio uh, the fiend folio would be pretty much an exclusive ad and d thing and monster manual 2 of course but that comes along later
2: yeah
0: cool that's true that's true i'd
3: say uh, any of the devils
0: the demons devils
3: well original has the demons but not the devils
0: oh okay that that's a be good ad
3: so i i I use them. I don't really play the whole demons versus devils bit, but, you know, they're additional bad guys to throw at the PCs. Hmm. I keep Politics. their hit die and everything, though, because, well, they're devils.
0: You've got to expect them to be kind of tough.
2: And we also have well. the poppies, I mean kobolds.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't mind throwing devils in there since... uh you know, if Holmes is going to throw vampires at third-level, first to third-level characters, it's okay and to dragons. put devils in there. What and dragons? Yes. And
3: dragons. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, that gets all, all back to the old school: know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Yeah, You, ever count sure, count but you can do that with money demons and devils
2: too. When you're sitting at the table, so
0: what? What's what are good ones that we should not? Put in basic.
3: Holmes plus, I think you're running into some really awkward stuff if you try to use anything with psionics.
0: You mean like mind flayers and such?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or yeah
1: no. um, although, you know, since it was meant to segue into advanced, you know, he specifically mentions at one point You know, in addition, rules for characters who possess the rare talent of psionic ability are detailed Mm -hmm. in Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, you know, and basically says, yeah, but he says, you know, if you want to include them, you can, but he suggests that you don't for starting out because you really want to get the basic rule set you know, familiarize yourself with it first right. before you start getting into that. But he pretty much says, you want to do it, go for it. Put it in.
0: I think the operative word there is rare.
1: Yeah, rare. And yet, it's the amazing, amazing
3: the number of players who have come up to one of my games and says, I want to run one of my 20 characters, all of which have psionics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's uh.
3: amazing. Yeah.
0: Another reason why I don't like psionics.
2: Mm. It's I, don't, just, I don't like psionics, I don't, I don't think they made much of an improvement with uh, second edition either I don't know, yeah. what you think about it in second that would be your, more your territory but yeah, didn't well, originally not, they didn't
0: have psionics at all? No they didn't they put out the psionics handbook for yeah. to quell the whiners
1: um, <laughs> to, quell
0: the whiner. to, to quote another place um, yeah they uh, they put the psionics handbook out and yeah it didn't really improve anything I'm, I'm, there is no version of psionics that I've never ever been happy about. It just, to me, is too complicated and too much prone to abuse, especially when the DM doesn't understand it. Mm. Yeah, it's. But yeah, yeah, but you know, you can play mind flares and stuff and such with magical abilities rather than psionics.
3: True. That would require more conversion, though.
0: You know, they do have um, a spell ESP, I know that.
3: Yeah, and I believe in 2E, the write-up in the monstrous manual for the Mind Flayer basically has already converted its psionic abilities into quote-unquote normal game effects.
0: Yeah. I mean, this. you could just either play them as extra spells they have or an innate spell-like ability type of thing. Which to me suggests that you actually can have a defense against it.
2: Okay, cool. So I think Random Encounters is is pretty much done unless we have something else to say.
0: I can't think of anything.
2: Mm -hmm. Most Um, of the
3: monsters convert over pretty much
0: as stock. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. From, you know, from like kobolds all the way up. It's very easy to do.
3: Have any of you had any trouble converting monsters Prove, to- us, prove
0: us wrong. SaferDiePodcast at gmail.com. In hint. hint. Yeah.
2: Well, that's going to end the show this week, and uh, I was going to travel down the lonely highway of broken dreams. Glenn, we haven't heard from you in a while what you're doing down the highway.
0: Driving my Fiat with one hand on a pad trying to convert monsters who happen to be in the back seat.
1: What? Driving your DM Fiat?
0: My DM Fiat. Wrong uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of car, but what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm chatting
1: with
3: demons about what to do about their sonic powers in Classic. Ah,
0: good idea. Well, I guess that's it.
2: And yeah, we'll see you next week with another brand new show. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night, everybody. Free arc. If you have any comments, please email saveordiepodcast at gmail.com or visit saveordie at save or die. info. Follow the cast on Facebook slash saveordiepodcast or follow them on Twitter at the evil DM.